Well, hello, good people of the internet. It is I, Tommy Kelly, and this is Adventures Mubu. And in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about the dangers involved in being a randonaut. So if you go to the subreddit for randonauts, which is or randonauts, reddit.com forward slash or forward slash randonauts, links in the description, the first thing you will see on the sidebar is use the Fathom app at your own risk. And so there's immediately from the outside, it's kind of told that there is, you know, there's danger involved. Now, what, what is the level of this danger? Well, I mean, the way I look at it is, and people ask me this all the time, is magic safe? And to me, randonauting would come under the banner of magic. And magic is definitely not safe, but it's like meant not to be safe because it's meant to break you out of your, you know, your um, your limitations and uh, that sort of thing. You know, so you're meant, it's meant, it's by design meant to be dangerous. It's meant to breach the walls that you've set around you. It's meant to, you know, get you out of your comfort zones. It's meant to change your life. And so in that sense, magic is dangerous and randonauting is dangerous because at its heart it is trying to get you out of the matrix for want of a better word. It's trying to remove you from your kind of static normal day-to-day -day life, your, the kind of patterns that you're involved in, the, you know, the, the ruts that you were in, the kind of routines, all of these things, and put you in a position of being in a place where you're not meant to be. And that's the real idea behind the Fathom Project and Randonauting is that if there is this infinite amount of possibilities available to us, an infinite amount of um, other universes or different dimensions where every single act that can possibly happen does happen, many of them are actually open to us at any different time. Like, although there might be uh, an infinite amount of Tommy's doing things, from this moment here, there isn't an infinite amount of things I can do. There's a set amount of things I can do because of where I live, who I am, my personality, things that have gone before, my history, my family, the choices I've made, my fears, my apprehensions, my anxieties, all of those things are limiting me to the infinite possibilities. So the Fathom app is designed to get you to go to places that by your own um, steam, you would never go to. And therefore, breaking yourself out of this kind of um, structure that you've imposed on yourself and widening the possibility of the infinite universes open up to you. So engaging with the high strangers and then trying to encourage synchronicities and uh, all of the things that goes with magic, you know, high strangers and indeed. So a couple of things that I have come across that I have discovered that um, would come under, say, the dangers of it, or certainly that it would like, open your eyes to things, is you see just how scared you are of infringing on other people and <clears throat> doing things that you're not allowed to do. And in turn, it kind of also led me to, to, to see just how much of the world is closed off from us. If you play games, you will end up in like an open world game. You always find these little tricks that the designers have put in that means that you can't get into different parts of the game because they're, you know, it's not rendered or it's taken up too much processing power or it's trying to guide you to a different part of the story. So you'll have stuff like fences that you know you could jump over, your character has jumped over uh, higher fences than this, but this particular one you can't. And it's a game design and it's known, uh, you know, anyone who plays games will know of this type of thing, or there'll be doors closed, or you know, there'll be a trash can in your way that somehow this uh, burly character who's killed millions of zombies can't move this trash can out of the way. And <clears throat> if we relate that then to our real life, when you're doing random noting, what you will find after the first couple of hits, the first couple of times that you have done this, you will start getting more and more 
uh, the points, the tractor points will come up as places that you can't be. And it's like whether that be someone's land, whether it be in, in a house, or you just, you know, it's in water, or it's literally just, you know, out of your reach. You can't climb that hill or that whatever it is. And that can get a bit frustrating, but um, it kind of leads then into the second point of, or my first point actually, that um, we're so scared in a sense to go outside of the norm. Like one of my attractive points recently was in a schoolyard and it put an awful lot of pressure on me to go in because I felt like a trespasser, I felt like a criminal. And even though like the laws around it are saying that, um, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't trespass and all these things. But it's an interesting kind of feeling that um, the sign of social pressure we have that if I was going into a place and it was just a car park, say, that it doesn't seem so bad. But when it's a school car park, we've this extra layer of kind of... um, scrutiny or something or feel that you're being watched or that you possibly have more to lose I suppose if you're caught in these places. And definitely I have found that when I'm getting to attractor points that an awful lot of reason why I end up not going to them is just that I'm afraid of interacting with people trying to explain what I'm doing. You know kind of like going into fields behind people's houses or alleyways behind people's houses and just kind of I just feel it feels wrong and it feels that I shouldn't be doing it. And then part of that is that it's the law and you do look suspicious and you do, you know, you don't want to be imposing on other people's land or on their lives in the way that I wouldn't like someone coming to my door and go, can I please go up to your bathroom because there's an attractor point from this app that I need to have a look at and see what it's kind of doing. So I just thought it was interesting that so much of the world is closed off to us, be that by, you know, physicality or ownership or these kind of, you know, game design things that you just can't get to, like hedges or whatever it is. And um, which leads kind of into this whole idea of the despair meme. And the despair meme is kind of, again, it's part of the design. It's, it's a thing that you should come up across when you're doing this random noting. In that when you're trying to break out of the matrix, there's going to be like a balancing force or there's going to be a reaction to that. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, all of those things. So there's going to be a force that's going to try to stop you to do these. And uh, I have a quote of what exactly the uh, despair meme is. And this is from the Randonauts Telegram channel. And I think it's from Comrade, but if it's not, I apologize for uh, quoting you with getting your name wrong, but not much I can do about it right at this moment. The despair meme is basically a catch-all term for any feelings of exaggerated anxiety. I shouldn't be doing this. This is dumb, crazy, worthless. Too much effort. This is a sign that I should stop. Etc. They tend to pop up in your head whenever you try to break out of your comfy bubble. Opposite of the void meme, which is the sense of wonder, curiosity, awe at the big mystery eye, what's the fucking deal with existence, that drives exploration behaviour and gradually self-amplifies to bootstrap your fascination. Exploring more reality makes it more mysterious, making you explore more. So I kind of got myself recently into, because I wasn't able to get to the, these attractors, that I um, found that I was getting very frustrated with the whole thing and this kind of uh, enthusiasm for it was gone and I kind of was making excuses. I would get attractors and I wouldn't go to them because immediately I'd go, oh no, I'm just not going to be able to get to that. And kind of this ennui towards random noting come in. And I was talking to my friend Fred Anderson who, uh, he went through a kind of bad despair meme thing with it where he got, but he got very low and very depressed uh, out of it and had to take a break from it. And my response to him was that you should try to break through this. You know, this is something that you should try to um, overcome because it's part of the design. It's part of what uh, is meant to happen. This is meant to be the reaction that you should get from it. 
And he said, no, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> but I think he did a few before he took the break. But now he's obviously he's in uh, South Africa and he's going to take a, a break while he's working and stuff like that. So the dangers of the, the despairmine, one, I think, is that you're confusing it with general normal anxiety. And as the, the quote there says, it's ex exaggerated anxiety. It's kind of using things as an excuse uh, to give up rather than actually wanting to give up. Um, rather than the, the actual ent uh, enthusiasm being lost. But I think as well, it's important to kind of think about the level of enthusiasm. Is that just, you know, an, a normal loss of enthusiasm because something, you know, you've started something new and it's been uh, kind of, you know, the shine has gone off it a bit. Or is it this normalization that magic seems to have that as soon as you experience magic, the universe tries to normalize it and make it mundane. Almost in the same way that when you're having a dream and something weird happens, you know, your, your brain or whatever normalizes going, well, that's quite normal that my father is a Mars bar. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's only in hindsight when you look back, you go, that was very weird. But that kind of happens in real life, I believe, as well, that the, the, the universe, consciousness, whatever it is, the matrix, uh, tries to normalize these things. So when you are getting this kind of excitement and you're busting out of the bubble and you're, you know, you're, you're making quantum waves uh, across you know, the, your field by doing this random outing, the universe, consciousness, the matrix, whatever, is going to return that. We're trying to make you less enthusiastic, trying to keep you back in the bubble, trying to put you back into your normal life, trying to normalize all these things. So it's, while it is an exaggerated kind of anxiety, more than just, I shouldn't be in the schoolyard because it's kind of creepy because there's this whole thing of, you know, worry about pedophilia and what's your excuse for being in a schoolyard? Oh, you're playing some sort of game. More than that, it's a genuine kind of anxiety despair meme. So what I have is I ask a few people about their experiences about this the despair meme, which is probably the most obvious kind of danger of random noting is that you're going to feel this kind of downward thing. Um, and just want to, I'll go through them, I'll read them through them and see what you think. So Truth and Trauma says, I'm very new to this, so can only offer a very limited input. Well, we're all very new to this, in fairness. The first time I travelled, I didn't feel anything out of the ordinary, given the places I was at. A place in a busy neighbourhood felt neutral and intriguing. A remote, uninviting place felt bad and dangerous, etc. Emotions you would expect just heightened to a degree. But after I was done, the entire remaining night as I was processing the experience, my anxiety spiked in a way that I say is unusual for me. I felt like I had done something wrong, and that mistake will have consequences, and I should not do it again. That kind of feeling of I've done something wrong, a guilt. It's certainly something I have experienced uh, doing random art. Though I couldn't put my finger on what exactly was wrong or why, my interpretation would be that it's a purely psychological response. Excitement for new physical stimuli, visiting places out of your day-to-day, -day, coupled with fear of the unknown, engaging with an obscure bot, and a general air of mystification you get from the sub, this is from the reddits we was talking about, or random art. I guess these are natural brain issues, and I would be bold to assign more meaning to it right out of the gate. This only happened the first time for, uh, around for me, but then again, I haven't travelled enough to say if it's a one-time experience, a re reoccurring one, or if it's something that recurs but weakens with time. I think it probably is going to go the other way. I'd say it'll get ha more heightened as time goes on, because the um, shininess has worn off, and now you have to, to battle to get the same kind of high from it, if you want. Karasti... I think is how you pronounce it. I view it as a self-limitating process. In my worldview, the universe is a kind of machine intelligence working towards complete awareness, artificial intelligence. But obviously we don't want this AI waking up too quickly and becoming dangerous. So the code it runs limit how much change can occur in a period of time. Preservation of novelty and energy. It's naturally an icky feeling and for good reason. 
push through it. I think push through it as well. Um, that thing also of you know it becoming uh, or the code running that you don't want too much to change uh, t too quickly and stuff like that. I think there's there's definitely something into it that this balancing thing where it tries to keep the status quo the way it, way it is. 232B14U. I never felt it in quiet places, only places where it would be natural to feel slightly anxious about ha hanging around. Yep, I, I've got that. I've had a couple of attractors where there's been an unusual amount of activity, making it difficult to concentrate on the experience. Yeah, the more people that are around, the more suspicious I feel about myself. And it's just, um, or how awkward or kind of criminal you kind of feel in a sense, that you're kind of doing something wrong. And where it's, you're just out in the streets, you're just out in a public place. It could be, you know, something very innocuous or some sort of area. It could be, you know, but the minute you start doing something out of the ordinary, people start noticing you. Which is another thing that is, I find very interesting that in a discovery I found uh, by doing the random auditing is just how as soon as you do something slightly out of the ordinary, slightly not part of the plans, not part of the status quo, not, you know, uh, following the pattern, doing what everyone else is doing, you know, obeying the rules, that it's uh, very much you feel, number one, that you shouldn't be doing this. And two, people start really kind of being suspicious and there's like this suck or this energy to pull you back into, you know, TikTok, back into the, you know, the pendulum of the world, to back into the, 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 the set, where you should be, you know, stay in your place. Stop trying to break the matrix. And it, like, that's what I'm saying, it's about these balancing forces that seem to just come in straight away and make you want to go back into your box. I've done quite a few now, and most of the time they are pleasant, uneventful walks. Julie L. Worker, which I assume is Lightworker? Maybe not Julie. So I have had similar to what Fred did on two occasions. This is Fred Anderson, the guy I was talking about uh, earlier on, who's Homo Satanus on uh, YouTube and on Patreon. Those were both times I was doing three uh, attractor points in a row. So you do one attractor point, reset your location, do the second attractor point, reset your location and go to a third one. And the third one seems to be the most interesting, at least for me and the experience of other people. On the third, both times, it just slowly creeped over me. Again, we're talking about the despair meme. Both times when I got to the third attractor point, I, for whatever reason, didn't will my body to get right up to the locator. I just turned around. I don't know why, but it wasn't a truly ominous feeling, more of a creep factor. Seemed like a vacuum of sorts. Everything got quiet and closed in. This was prior to reading the info on the spare meme, so I'd like to think it isn't voiced in my subconscious, because that was a point I was trying to make as well, is that is the despair meme in, ex in existence because someone said there is a despair meme? It's kind of like a, a lot of people in a room taking acid and one guy gets the fear and mentions it and then the whole room gets the fear. Is that what the despair meme is? It's like this kind of nocebo that we've uh, engaged by, bringing, by talking about it. And so this would suggest that it's not because before she even heard about the despair meme, this was something she experienced, which is interesting and, and good feedback. I'd love to assume the matrix would bend considering my beliefs have changed and I know, not believe, that it is a sort of timeline hopping ordeal. I'm just curious as to whether it has to do with compounding points and or forcefully demanding an outcome, if that makes sense. It does make sense. It's this <clears throat> whole thing of if we are dimension shifting, if that's what uh, don't, going to these attractors, being in a place where you shouldn't be and being in a special place where you shouldn't be, um, it should, in effect, have some kind of more effect than, you know, you should, it should be something you should see. And if it is a matrix, if it is something that's trying to keep you in this bubble, trying to keep you, go back to the game kind of metaphor, it's trying to keep you in the place where the story, your storyline is contained or where, you know, they don't, don't spend too much processing power 
um, generating the graphics that are, you know, out these country lanes that the tractor points are bringing you to or whatever, that you're trying, you know, it's kind of trying to conserve energy by keeping people or you in a particular area to a particular storyline on a rail, you know, keeping you uh, doing the thing every day, keeping you to your traditions, your routines, all of those things. But as soon as you step out of that, it should have um, two things. There should be a backlash of it and there should be an observable change to your life because of it. Now, how could you quantify that uh, by knowing what, what would the change be? And the thing that I've noticed mostly is a mood change where um, it f it's kind of, and there's an elation to it, there's a freedom coming to it, there is a kind of a feeling of release. Coupled then with, um, when you're doing these things, you, do you really have to push through? And there seems to be a reward in pushing through and getting past this kind of despair meme. Again, more than the general anxiety of just being in places where you shouldn't be. And so it's almost like, even though you're breaking out of the game, there seems to be a part of the game, the winning of the game is by breaking the game. It's like, is the game to uh, remove yourself from the matrix? Just poke at the matrix? Or is it just you flexing yourself energetically and finding new ways, you know, like, to, to, like if neurons firing in your brain where it's following the same patterns, now you're making new uh, neurological paths only in physicality or whatever. So the general dangers I think of randonauting do not outweigh doing it. I think you definitely should do it. I think it, uh, the, it's worth pushing through. Like, it's not like you're walking down a mine and there's, you know, there's gases or uh, cave-ins that you have to be worried about. You're probably not going to die doing this. Although, you know, people die every day. <laughs> and all of that thing, all different things. And if you're going to be in weird places, perhaps there is a, a slightly increased risk of death, but not anything uh, worth considering about. And not necessarily to do it randonauting. But there is dangers in changing your life. And come back to if randonauting is magic, which I believe it is magic, it's very practical, physical, day-to-day -day magic, releasing magic, banishing magic almost, um, then you will start seeing a noticeable effect on your life, both in the bounce back from the universe and thing changing around you. And as much as we want things to change, we are very happy in our comfort zones. We're very happy having uh, things the way they are and very happy knowing where our limitations are, what's around us, what we have to deal with and being able to face the future. We don't like the unknown. It's not something, even people who love adventure and love new things, don't love it because they're getting a kind of high off the unknown, off that kind of risk or that kind of gamble of going into the unknown. So it's not something that is necessarily uh, always going to be a good thing. And the same as any kind of magic or work, personal work that you're doing yourself, it's going to bring up stuff that you're going to have to walk through. You'll see your limitations. you see how suspicious and guilty you feel about yourself. And it'll bring an awful lot of your shadow stuff up. At least if you do it with that kind of intention, I feel, going into it as a kind of a self-work, a shadow work, a healing work, almost. And I know that's very woo-woo, but that I decided to engage with this in as much woo-woo as I can and in a proper belief-shifting, chaos magic kind of role of just accepting all the woo full on and going with it. So that's it. That's kind of my rundown on what I think the dangers of random nauting is. Kind of more or less just to sum it up is that you're going to be doing involved in magic, which is inherently dangerous because it's designed to change your life, to push you into places where you've never been and to push your kind of um, limitations and your comfort zones and get you out there and to affect change and deal with the high strangers. Now you're engaging with high strangers with all of this type of stuff. But maybe you think the dangers of random outing is more practical. Maybe you just don't like giving up your location 
or is is the app collecting what data is the app collecting about you and those kind of you know more practical um, now, mundane, probably not the, the best word for it, but you know, the kind of dangers or the feelings we have towards Facebook. Is that what you're feeling towards the random thing? And is that holding you back from us that you would love to be involved, but you're just afraid of using this app uh, or that kind of thing? So uh, give me your feedback. Tell me what you think about my ideas. And I'd like to hear what you think a bit more about the despair meme. Is it all in our head? Is it something that's uh, like the fear of an LSD trip in a, in, at a party? Or is there a genuine bounce back from the universe or from the matrix when you try to step out of it? Have you had this experience and how have you overcome it? Did you get a reward for pushing through? So, good people of the internet, um, until our next adventure, be well.